I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm really excited. Uh, we've had uh, Jim Hancock as a regular commentary uh, provider here on the Price of Business show for quite some time. He's incredibly savvy in the technology space. And uh, recently he has uh, uh, begun to join us to do actual interviews on a regular basis about his research and work in the technology space. He's a leading authority in this, in this space. His website, by the way, is jlhancock.com. That's jlhancock.com. He's an author. Uh, he's an author of uh, primarily uh, novels, in fact, uh, that deal a lot with uh, issues that relate to technology and national security and a lot of these issues. And during his time in the military, Jim worked away in the dark, dark corners of the government intelligence communities. He learned two Asian languages and eventually conducted over 100 combat operations with special operations forces in Iraq, Afghanistan, and the Philippines. And so he has a fascinating background. Um, love having him on the program. Love doing this work with him. And, again, you can learn more about him at jlhancock.com. So with that, uh, Jim, always love having you on the program, J.L. Hancock. He's really our, our tech guy extraordinaire. And uh, what's cool about what he does, it's like way beyond the, just the consumer interests, but stuff that has a profound impact on uh, – many, if not most, aspects of our lives. And, and today's uh, story is no different. We're going to be talking about the election. We're going to be talking about uh, nefarious activities by politicians, and frankly, they're on both sides, all sides, <laughs> ideologically and partisan-wise, uh, that, uh, that uh, leads to misinformation and disinformation, uh, you name it. Uh, J.L., always love having you on the program uh, Todd, why don't you go ahead and set the stage for us? Because this is one, you know, again, you often bring stories to us that are very important but undercovered by other media. Set the stage for us. Yeah, so the one thing I want to talk, up, talk about today is the upcoming election and how it will be impacted by artificial intelligence and the creation of these new large language models. Uh, in particular, in the past, we've had a big problem with uh, mis- and disinformation being uh, really spread across social media platforms. Uh, but as AI proliferates, that's going to change. And it's going to change on a number of different levels. And it's going to be very critical for the average person to really pay attention to where they're getting their sources and the validity of that source. And uh, there's, there's different ways to figure that out. But I'm going to, I would like to talk a little bit about how um, the differences in, in how AI could do that. Uh, the first would be, uh, to give a little bit of historical context, uh, going back to 2016 and the election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, uh, there was a large social media group inside of a, a website called 4chan. And inside of 4chan, these, this group of individuals that was very anti-Hillary Clinton tried creating a propaganda campaign that was completely fake but was realistic enough to where people could buy into it and believe it, and it can have an adverse effect against the Hillary campaign. And this group of individuals, they operated as what's called a distributed network, meaning they, they, did, not, uh, they did not know each other directly. They only communicated through this software, this tool, but as opposed to being like decentralized, like an organization like Al-Qaeda, where people are operating in cells and never talk, this one was they weren't having a centralized direction, but they were working towards a common cause, 
um, but they could work in groups and, and then communicate with each other. And what they ended up doing is they created this ad campaign called Draft Our Daughters, and it ended up gaining media attraction, a, a, attention and even started being pushed on things like CNN and some other different websites because it had the Hillary Clinton logo on it and basically saying, hey, it was our fathers did their turn, now it's ours. And it was about women being drafted into the military to go do their part in the military. And it was having the, – the, the campaign was have, being hit by it because there was like, hey, Hillary Clinton, why are you promoting the drafting of women when it wasn't real at all, right? Never existed, completely fake, made up in a social media site. But they did it in such a professionalized way that it completely confused everyone. Now, I bring that up because with the creation of a large language model and the ability to create an autonomous agent inside of a large language model to basically uh, conduct – and make decisions for itself to conduct its create an end state, you could literally have it creating and proliferating these different types of fake campaigns to adversely impact the overall narrative of the, that politician and also to reinforce the ideologies of those people that are against it, and then they can continue to proliferate it. So that's one extreme level at which that could happening could happen. At a lower level, it could be merely just bad actors using the AI to augment and iterate upon some of their ideas so that they can become more effective and then assign it to things like bots where the bots just begin to proliferate at a dramatic level. And so they have a multiple level front at which they can go at as supplemented by these AI tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I guess, you know, it, it can actually be combative. In other words, responding to the reaction of, uh, you know, the responses of their victims, if you will, going, going back and forth. Um, I'm sure it could even create ideas for campaigns. Uh, what is a natural uh, vulnerability for X candidate, you know, and, and out, uh, out will come uh, all kinds of options, be they true or not true. Um, it is only as ethical, it, AI, is only as ethical as its user, although there are a little bit of, uh, uh, I, I guess you could say, woke AI out there by some questions that I've seen people ask, and it won't answer those questions. Uh, but you can get away with a lot. There's a lot of latitude. Yeah, So, and, and you can reverse engineer those questions. Like when, uh, so you use the word woke, but more like awake, right? Um, and so, like, are aware, but that in that sense, it's just more or less that they've uh, recently the there was an award given to uh, I believe she was an MIT I can't remember her name it's escaping me, but she created the control mechanisms to prevent AI from it's called OOD is what it is, is what's referred to as, but it, it basically there there's defense mechanisms built in so that when AI starts operating outside of scope, the system can self-regulate and keep itself from moving beyond where it's supposed to go. Um, so those those regulatory advancements are coming. However, the concern with this particular AI space when it comes to the election is just is really the ability to proliferate uh, information that is completely false. And if and people are vulnerable as long as they are only interested in reinforcing their own ideology. And when they see that information presented to them in social media, the combination of those things, it's really the social media element and then not validating the source of where your information comes from, and then repeating that information. And that, that is where you see a lot of, of confusion come in. And so then regulatory groups inside of Meta or whatever have to come in and stop it, and then it seems like you're stopping freedom of speech. And so either way, you can play that game back and forth and say, I was shut off because I was, trying to, I was, I was speaking the truth, when it may have actually just been information being put out by an AI that the system picked up as being unvalidated. 
And uh, yeah. this game is going to become significantly more sophisticated. So groups are going to have to spend more time developing technology to combat that by validating the source and the information itself. Very interesting. J.L. Hancock, he's our guest. He's really our, our technology expert extraordinaire over at the dailyblaze.com and at priceofbusiness.com. I want you to start wrapping it up with a couple of things there, uh, some takeaways for the listener, but also uh, some, uh, if you could, could say some, point out some sources that uh, people should always be looking at to monitor the validity of uh, what they're seeing. I think if I could keep it really simple, if you're getting a news article of some type, um, realize that you, you should go back to seeing where that news source really is coming from. But also, if it, if think about the partisan element of, of some of those politi- of, of how the information is being put out um, in addition to the validity. So if it's not a website that you've ever heard of or if it's a news source that's questionable, the easiest way to go back is to check and see whether or not it's any of information on that's being put out by places like Reuters or Associated Press. Um, they mm-hmm. tend to be the most, they tend to be the most, uh, they're the least interesting in the sense where they just spit facts. They don't add anything on top of it. Um, however, they tend to be the easiest way of identifying whether or not the information you're receiving is, is just, uh, is factual. Uh, the other is yes. academic journals and things like that. Go ahead. Yeah, I love when my guests make me uh, make me sound smart. I tell my guests probably every show to be consulting uh, both of those sources. And the reason why isn't that I, Associated Press couldn't become ideological, but they make their living off of selling their content to everything from the most left-wing to the most right-wing news sources and everything in between. They, they economically can't afford to be ideological. And if and it, the interesting thing that you'll see is if you go to some some of these sites, you'll see that any of their international news, the second you pull up the article, the very first thing in parentheses will be Reuters. Uh, yep. That, that's, so absolutely very good stuff. All right, uh, J.L. Hancock, he uh, he's phenomenal. We love having him on. Always enjoy my time with you. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. More for you after this.